0: back everybody another edition here of the auburn undercover podcast on the 24 7 sports network my name is nathan king i'm joined today by our publisher ronnie sanders and paul feinbaum returns with us back on the show Uh, he's been on with us a few times before and we always appreciate it paul i know it's been a a busy couple weeks for you uh over the last last couple weeks we're obviously gonna get into that but uh hope you had some hope you had some good time off for the holidays and uh, at the end of the football season
1: yeah, uh, Nathan. Thank you. No, I, I don't remember uh, the holidays. Uh, I remember being at the Rose Bowl, and since then it's been a blur. So, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, Ronnie and I have been down the roads like this before. Um, at, at a, covering Alabama, but uh, I'm really excited about the new year primarily because we're finally we finally made it to 24, where you know we have Oklahoma and Texas and, and the 12-team playoff.
2: How do you see? We can just start with the obvious, the the Alabama hire. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we came on. What do you? Uh, where do you see this going? And what do you think so far?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, as we talk here today, it's a little hard to answer that question because uh, there are so many things happening. Uh, you know, we're a week since the announcement of of Kaylin DeBoer. Uh, I think most people thought it was a good hire. Most people thought. Uh, it, the transition would be smooth, but uh, most people were wrong. By the way, uh, this has been a, a chaotic couple of days. Uh, I expected some defections. I didn't expect what we are seeing, and I, and I think you know. Every time I hear from an about uh, Alabama friend, Ronnie and, and Nathan, and they say, I, "I can't believe how bad it is." I, I'm. I caution it can get worse. It, it still can get worse,
2: and it very well may. Yeah, look across the state last two years. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well paul you had sort of i guess maybe seen it coming is maybe the wrong the wrong phrase but um we had talked on this show last summer during last season um and i i, you, I think you had just kind of talked about how it, it felt like maybe maybe not exactly after this season but it felt like we were sort of getting to the end of the saban era i guess how surprised were you that he ultimately decided to retire
1: i, I don't want to be that guy nathan uh who said i i, I knew it all along but you could see this coming. Uh, it's been building for a while. And I think really any any one of the last couple of years, he could have walked away. And this year, it just really seemed different. Uh, in talking to people close to him and watching him, I, I was in Tuscaloosa twice this year. Uh, I saw uh, Saban uh, at the uh, championship game, the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, I, I saw him a good bit of, during the season. Uh, he, 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 he There was... It's hard to quantify, uh, but it's like a degree or two different, less intense, uh, friendlier. And I, I really uh, you know, getting older, you can start to relate to people who are older than you, but not that much. And, and I saw some things that a lot of friends of mine go through. Uh, they just they're, they're conflicted. Uh, you know, do, do I really want to do this? Uh, and I think he kept asking himself that question. And I think when uh, when the season turned out the way it did, with the Auburn chance, the Auburn win and the and the beat and the win over uh, Georgia, I got a call the next day from somebody very close to him. The next day after the championship game, SEC game, and he said, "Don't be surprised if this is it, because what else did he really have to prove?" I think a lot of people said, "Well, he's you know going to win a championship." That I think beating Georgia uh, and getting to the playoffs was was such an accomplishment for this Alabama team, which let's be honest, wasn't that great at times. Uh, And and I think he started thinking about it. And even in Pasadena a couple weeks ago, he seemed like he was close to the end. And then I think we just got, the game was so bizarre. The ending was so uh, unsaban-esque that I think a lot of people just forgot about it. But, uh, and, and, and another thing, anytime you tried to bring it up, which I did, you got shot down so fast. You just said, you know what? It's not worth talking about.
2: It was his worst. I mean, I've talked to people around the program as well. I mean, 16 straight 10 win seasons. Um, It was almost like his worst nightmare was going eight and four and ended up in the Gator Bowl, Um, you know, and this is almost, I mean, if I remember right, Paul, you were, you were around before I was, but I think Bryant went what eight and three is last year or something like that.
1: Yeah. His last season uh, he went, uh, I believe eight and four. Uh, they were number two in the country, uh, and they lost to Tennessee and then they lost to LSU Southern Miss and Auburn. And it was over.
2: And I'm not sure that Nick wanted to go out that way. I mean, you know, 16 straight 10 win seasons.
1: I don't think he did, Ronnie. Uh, and I think he saw how close it was. And if you go back and diagram the season, uh, could have lost Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee A&;M Auburn. LSU Auburn Georgia Michigan uh, I mean there could have been four losses there last year we know there could have been five and, and I think he, he I think he knew hey listen the Michigan game you, you could say hey we made it we had 75 there's no shame in that I mean under normal saving circumstances there that, that that would seem shameful because we, we were so used to him winning every year but I think he was comfortable with that and. The portal and uh, all the things that we all obsess about, I think he said, you know what, I, I don't need it anymore. He's got all the money he needs. He's got four homes. He's got an offer, I'm sure, from
2: ESPN. Why bother? How much effect did the NIL have on this, do you think?
1: Well, I, I mean, we know how he felt about it, but. I mean, I think there's, there's two, there's two aspects of that. The NIO is pretty self-explanatory. Everybody gets whatever they get. I think what he hated was having to deal with his own players after, after the final game every year and having to deal with them saying, you know, Hey coach, you know, I don't know if I want to stay here any longer. Uh, And that, that will drive any, any sane person crazy. Um, And, it's never ending. And, and I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that even after the Rose Bowl, you know, he was having to call donors and saying, hey, I need this much money. I need that much money. And there, there comes a point when that becomes really tiresome when you're when you're Nick Saban.
0: We'll get a little bit later into obviously how this affects Auburn and, and sort of where they go in this new era. But um, let's talk just for a second, Paul, about Kalen DeBoer. Um, just because you know, from an Auburn perspective, there's a lot of interest in how that hire is going to pan out. You mentioned how it's been chaotic already, I believe. Um, 30 total for Alabama transfer portal entries um, and some really high profile players, a trio of five stars in in Downs, Proctor and Julian Sayan this morning. Um, it seems, at least from the outside, Paul, and, and you can tell me what, how you sort of perceive the hire, that they obviously went the direction of, on-field coaching a guy who's been an offensive genius over somebody who has familiarity with the area and that's what you know Auburn fans and other fan bases are going to point at and say well that's not going to work out I guess just you know what's your sort of devil's advocate you know perspective of why that may or may not work in terms of his fit at Alabama
1: well I mean the one thing we don't know is uh, who said yes who said no uh, I would have gone to Dan Lanning first or or somebody else uh and i mean more i hear about dan lanning uh it may have been difficult for him to get out of where he was uh he's in addition to the 20 million dollar buyout i mean he's pretty he's pretty connected out there in terms of nike and it just may have been impossible and maybe he didn't want it either maybe he figured there'll be a there'll be another there'll be another time uh maybe after i hit 40 um so I, I think DeBoer was probably the best of the, avail, the available. And, well, I mean, I'm not including Lane Kiffin, who was available and who would have taken it, but clearly they didn't want him. So, I, I, I mean, you got to look at it from an AD standpoint. Is it, is, does he have baggage? Uh, does he have a good resume? You know, yeah, we may take a hit early on, but can he make up for that? And, and those, are, those are all, I mean, DeBoer is a, a phenomenal choice, from a pedigree, from a resume, but the, the the one thing I didn't know a week ago, and I, I know less today, is can he recruit in the SEC? I thought Brian Harson was a good choice too, but
2: he couldn't recruit. Therefore, he he failed miserably. Well, I think for me, and we've been watching this a long time together. Um, you know, what does this look like? Um, you know, is it is it Dennis Franchoni? Is it Mike Price? Is it you know? I mean, what does this look like in three years?
1: Well, I mean, today uh, I, I, we're we're talking uh, today a couple hours after their number one quarterback prospect mails out. So it, there's a there's a bit of panic, uh, and, and there will be. Um, it's a matter of how quickly he can stop the bleeding and recover. He's going to have to start develop. He's going to have to develop talent because I think he'll he'll get some players from Washington. Uh, he'll get some players that maybe we don't know that much about. And then he's going to have to to make it work. but to, any for anybody to say that he's not behind already is simply being dishonest. Uh, I think it's just how, 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 how far behind is he? And, and how does he deal with the culture of Alabama football, which Ronnie, you just laid out has just been through the most remarkable, 16 years any program's ever gone through and that's hard uh, I've watched transitions before they're difficult and usually fans want to support you but the problem is uh, this isn't uh, Ray per- Bear Bryant to Ray Perkins Bear Bryant was dead before Ray Perkins ever uh, walked out to a practice field Nick Saban won't be he's still going to be present around in, in various circles and if, let's just let me play it. What if let's say you have a charity golf tournament uh, in May, which Birmingham does. Who do you want more? You want Kalen DeBoer to be in your featured group? You want Nick Saban? Um, and and I think he's going to have to face that a lot of time everywhere he goes. And usually the Alabama head coach is the main guy. Uh, Nick Saban's still the main guy in Alabama.
2: And I guess the bigger question, or one of the bigger, big, one of the bigger questions, is how does Saban handle it? Um, will he be Pat Dye Hanging around the program um, And <laughs> or, You know.
1: Hey Yeah Listen uh, I love Pat Dye As I know you But I'll never forget this story uh, I mean yeah We knew what he did With Terry Bowden So so Bowden gets fired And Tommy Tuberville shows up Now how many years after uh, Die? This was 1998 Ronnie Six Dye years. gets run out in 92 that's six years. Six years. Uh, I was very close to Tuberville back then. He calls me uh, on Sunday afternoon or whatever. He, he gets there Saturday night. Uh, he gets there Friday. They introduce him Saturday and uh, he's out doing everything. So Sunday morning he gets a call. He's at the, whatever the hotel at Auburn is. He said, he gets a call at six o'clock in the morning. And he answers the phone. He goes, hello. He was like groggy. He said, get your ass down here. He said, who is this? He says, Coach Dye, I'm waiting for you in the lobby. I mean, that's that's the – I mean, that, this is six years after he gets fired and Dye is showing up at 6 o'clock in the morning to tell the new coach at Auburn who replaced the guy that replaced him the way it's going to be. And that never changed. Do I think Nick Saban will do that? No. Um, I think they're going to try to include Saban in as much as they can. But really, as I was told a week ago, Saban's main job – is to preserve the players that he has already retained at Alabama. I'd say he failed at that um, because there was only so much. He, you can't go to uh, Julian Seon or Caleb Downs and say, listen, I know I told you, I know I promised you oh, two weeks ago that we got everything worked out and now I'm gone. I'm asking you now. That doesn't work. No, you, his credibility with those players is gone. And so I don't know how effective Nick Saban is really going to be uh, because the, you know, he, he may be able to help them on Jalen Milrow, uh, not going into the portal, but he certainly couldn't help them on other place, places. And 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 quite frankly, I, if uh, Ronnie, you've been on more staffs than I have, I'll ask you a question. Does the, does the
2: new guy want the old guy around? Typically not. <laughs> Typically not. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, And it's not exactly the same, but, um, you know, I was talking to Ron Zook the other day, and, you know, we were playing Spurrier at Florida. And, um, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, if you're, I guess my question is this if you're Ron Zook and you're the coordinator of the Saints and you get offered the Florida job, you probably can't turn it down. If you're Kalen DeBoer and you've got a good job at Washington and it's a, it's a program that's made the playoff twice, um, and you made the playoff. You're going to the you're going to the Big Ten. You've got access to the playoff every year. Um, why do you leave? Why do you walk into this? Well,
1: here, here's why I think you do. Uh, you just lost to Michigan in the championship game, and you got out. You got out. You got out everything in that game. Out out, out maneuvered. Out schemed. Uh, uh, mostly uh, they had better players than you too. And you go. I, you get a taste of that, and you think. I can go to Alabama and, and get those players. That's why people like that job. I've had I've talked to head coaches who go, I don't have what Alabama has. Lane Kiffin said that before. Same thing about Georgia. There's only one program in the SEC that has the Alabama talent. There are a few that are close, by the way, very close. And I, I just think it's a it's like a drug. And here's a guy who grew up in South Dakota. He probably knows that Michigan, that Washington is not is maxed out. Now he's got to go to the Big Ten. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to go for it. St- uh, he, but it doesn't, I mean, I think DeBoer can be successful, but he has to he has to get out of this mess he's currently in. Um, because, you know, the real question I, I have, and I don't think I can answer, is what is Alabama without Saban? Uh, what is Alabama without Bryant? Uh, I can tell you what it is. Uh, I covered it. Uh, Perkins and Curry, uh, each had each had a 10 win season. Stallings had a had a national championship, but still essentially got fired. Um, y- you had Mike, Mike Dubose, who was a disaster. Dennis Franchoni, who left because he couldn't handle the pressure. Mike Price, who couldn't make it to the first game. Uh, <laughs> and Mike Shula, who was just completely inept. So that's what you've had other than Brian and Saban. It's not that great of a program without those two.
2: And I guess that was my question. Um, you know, wh- how much of a saving discount did the players give him coming in? Um, you know, versus, versus the next guy.
1: And, and, and one other thing, I mean, it, it's so Alabama, but between the two guys, they've that's 12 national championships. Um, right. they've won a couple of other ones, but I mean, that's not really a fair comparison. One spent 25 years, one spent 17. Um, But it's it's always going to be a challenge, and 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 the real the real issue is the Alabama fan base is so used to winning that what's if if DeBoer goes nine and three this year, it's not a bad record. Misses the playoffs. Anybody going to be happy about uh,
2: the Gator ball? Not at all. Not let's talk
0: a little bit about how you think this affects Auburn, Paul? I mean, every program was licking their chops, obviously, at, at this situation, not only in the SEC, but, I mean, when you have a dynasty like this that, that I mean, I hesitate to say comes to an end, but, you know, we don't, Kalen DeBoer won't be as good as Nick Saban. That's, that's just how it's going to go. Um, what does Auburn need to do over the next 10 months to sort of take this gap, take this change, take this transition, and take advantage of it? from what Alabama's going through? Well,
1: it's, it's, in, a, it's in a very good position. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm somewhat disappointed that, that there's been, a, a, while this is going on, there's been chaos going on at Auburn at the same time. Uh, this would have been a great time for, for that program to be ready to pounce. And, and I, I, I assume that they're close to being ready with the staff now coming together. And, and by the way, uh, misfiring on your first staff is pretty easy to do. Uh, Nick Saban's offensive coordinator and defensive co- coordinator after year one at Alabama were both out by the second year, so it, I'm not going to be too hard on Hugh Freeze. Yeah, you, you, these are fast decisions you got to make. You got to make them on the fly, um, but I think it's an opportunity for Auburn. Tremendous opportunity for Auburn. I think it's the best opportunity for Auburn really since uh, the middle. Uh, probably 2004 uh, under Tommy Tuberville when, when everything was aligned perfectly. Uh, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm well aware I'm skipping a national championship uh, and another appearance at the national championship. But even, even Chizik in 2010 uh, and, and, and Gus Malzahn in, tw- in, in 2013, I think they were more aberrations. I think those were more outliers than anything else.
0: How much can they use this from a recruiting perspective i mean they're already what they did in the state in 2024 was massive from an auburn perspective what they did with top talent in the state several position groups they they got the best players in the state over alabama how much can hugh freeze and his staff start pitching to recruits and say hey this is the place to be now especially now that they've had these connections with players over somebody like calen de
1: i think they're in great play a uh, great spot recruiting wise um yeah, I mean, there are a couple of players out that are really important. And and I think having beaten Alabama once or twice is, is significant. Ha- hasn't happened many times uh, in recent years. So uh, I, I feel pretty good. I mean, listen, day to day, there's been a lot of negativity about Auburn. You guys know that better than I do. Well, I've been uh, obsessing over the end of Saban, and uh, you guys are paying more attention to it. Um, But but I I think uh, if Hugh is smart, uh, I mean, he he doubles down now and triples down and and makes sure that that uh, in the recruiting wars uh, that they they make some big wins, uh, whether it's portal players or whether it's next year's class, because uh, I think Auburn is is on the precipice of, of, of really big and great things.
2: What do you make of the new of the new staff hires at Auburn? Uh, you've got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, you got Charles Kelly coming on defense. I mean, you got some new faces, new names. Um, interesting year. I like so,
1: it. Uh, I did not like the coordinators last year, especially the offensive coordinator. I, I don't think I was alone in that. Um, and, and I, I think uh, I think they've been some outstanding uh, hires and. Yeah, I mean, for, for all the, the noise out there about what's gone wrong and you know why is this guy no longer on the staff, I don't really care about all that stuff because that that's not going to affect next year. Um, what's important is what what they're doing right now because they have a you know it, we, we, this isn't 1985 where 95 where in state recruiting is as important as it used to be, but there are some players who are going to stay in state. And you've got to win the you've got to win a lot of those battles, and I think right now the uh, the signs are tilting more toward Auburn winning them than not.
2: Speaking of coordinators, just came across last night Bill O'Brien at Ohio State. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Not much. Uh, I mean, I mean, I I I respected this guy uh, as a head coach, and. I haven't I haven't seen a coordinator as more inept than him in a while. Uh, I mean, and I'm ta- I'm not talking about just results. I'm talking about what I heard from players, as you have, Ronnie. I mean, there there are a lot of complaints about what he did at Alabama, and uh, he 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 did nobody any favors w- with the best quarterback in the country. And I'm not blaming. I'm not saying you can look at what he did in New England this year. I don't think anybody uh, could have could have saved that mess, but. It's a it's a really weird. I mean, I hate I hate to put a guy in a hot seat that has 10, 10 losses over six years, but uh, I think Ryan Day is now clearly in hot seat in a hot seat territory.
2: I would agree. I mean, there was a lot of chatter at the uh, at the coaches convention. I was up there in Nashville, and uh, there was a lot of talk that, like you say, for a guy that hasn't lost many games, um, but he sure is catching a lot of heat.
1: He's got and, and hey. Let's state the obvious. He's got a new AD, and the new AD has fired Hugh Freeze and fired Jimbo Fisher. He's not. He's not going to be afraid to fire Ryan Day.
0: True enough. Speaking of Ohio State, I think we're all still sort of in this waiting game um, for for Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. The last time we did the show, we were talking about obviously the sign stealing scandal. Of course, since then, they go on. They they win a national championship. <clears throat> and Michigan's not going to you know Michigan fans are no matter what Jim Harbaugh does are obviously going to be you know ecstatic with winning that championship but it's just crazy to think about Paul that we could be in a situation where 3 of the 4 playoff teams from the final 14 playoff year 3 of those 4 teams could be could be getting new coaches if Harbaugh decides to go to the NFL.
1: Yeah and and listen I, I mean I've been predicting him to leave since the beginning of the year so I I'm I mean I think it's just it's pretty obvious he's on his way, um, and I think they're in good shape if they promote from within. Uh, that that that's not a bad idea, uh, to especially uh, in in late January. So, uh, but the fact that Sarkeesian is the only guy of the Final Four is, is re- pretty remarkable. I hadn't really thought of that.
2: Well, and and I guess this this question may be self-explanatory, but why didn't Alabama stay in? the Saban tree. I mean, uh, is it just, they just couldn't get anybody. I mean, you look at Sark, you look at Lanning, you look at some of the other guys.
1: Well, I I think, I, I think, I don't think Lanning wanted the job. Uh, Sark probably was offered probably. I don't know why Sark would have taken it. Uh, I mean, he's got a better program right now. Talent wise in Alabama. He's got everything Alabama has. Um, Lane Kiffin will be the name that I think comes back uh, years from now and people say, what happened? Uh, not, I hate to get, always go old school, but I'll never forget 1987. It, it, New Year's Eve, I'm on the phone with Bobby Bowden. He had just interviewed for Alabama. And early in the day, Bobby – this was back when you could call a coach and you know Bobby Bowden was very affable – of the, unless we were talking about terry and he uh he said uh yeah you know i don't know i i think i got the job and then i called him about seven or eight o'clock when he got back from tallahassee and he said i don't know something's really weird then i, I called him about 10. he said uh, they're not calling they're not calling me back anymore in other words uh, they had moved on i had a i had a board of trustee member tell me at 11 o'clock that night that we're going in a different direction than Bobby Bowden. I said, well, what's the deal? He said, we just feel like his age is too much. He's got just too much baggage to deal with. For 15 consecutive years after that phone call, Bobby Bowden finished in the top four in the country and won two national championships and probably should have won four. Uh, And Alabama went through, uh, let's see, Bill Curry, Gene Stallings, Debose, you, you know the you know the greatest hits. And I wonder if if years from now people will go, how come they didn't give the job to Lane Kiffin? He wanted it. I can guarantee he did. Don't ask me how I know. And uh, he never got a call.
2: Was part of it the baggage? All the stuff that when he was an assistant and, and the fact that he was fired the day before the national championship game. and
1: Yeah. Uh, I think at that moment, uh, by the way, that decision to fire Lane Kiffin cost Alabama a national championship. And I have no doubt about it. They would have won with Lane Kiffin calling the plays, but I think it did hurt him. And even though he's not the same guy, Kiffin just can't help himself. And, and then he starts tweeting, trolling and, I understand that you're at Ole Miss and you need to do things, but don't 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 troll Alabama. That's just not a smart thing to do if you're a active SEC head coach.
0: I guess just as we head into, we might close it out here if that's okay with you, Ronnie. I mean, as we head now into, like you said, this this year is going to be so different. Um, I think a lot of people are ready for the 12-team playoff after the chaos of of what happened between Bama and Florida State. Talk about the expanded SEC. Um, you know, it's something that I think Hugh Freeze has been looking forward to because if you're Auburn, you'd like to think 12-team playoff is something that's attainable for a program that that can go nine and three, that has proven it can go 10 and two. I guess how much are you looking forward to this this next season, Paul? Where not only Alabama, not only all these you know changes in the SEC and beyond, but uh, just sort of the basic structure of the sport is going to be uh, it's going to be changing as well.
1: Everything, every, everything will be different, Nathan. Um, I mean, we're so used to the standards. Uh, you know, are you in contention for the for the for the West? Are you bow eligible? Yeah, double digits. Uh, the whole, all that's out the window now. And it, it, it is if you're a legitimate SEC program, which Auburn is. How do you get to the playoff? And and how do you sell success to your fan base if you don't? With four you it's not that big a deal. I mean, you're, 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 if if you don't win 11 and 12 games, you're not going, but, but now uh, it's a little bit different. And and I think if, if you want to be taken seriously, you have to be in contention. Uh, It doesn't mean you make it, but you you better be part of the, part of the conversation in November. Uh, And it also hurts. uh, I mean, this year, like being bowl eligible was important because that was the first year. Yeah. You, you better not try to sell bow eligibility anymore to your fan base. Cause it, it's not a standard that will be acceptable. So I think for Auburn, uh, when are they ready? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think, I think in spite of the ending, which was terrible, I think most people felt pretty good about Auburn this year uh, competed in the two biggest games, could have won both should have won one. Uh, but, 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 we still moved ahead of some other programs, and that's really the key. I mean, it's like a NASCAR race. It, I mean, you're trying to get ahead of as many cars as you can, so you, you you hit the you hit those high embankments where you can draft off of somebody and maybe get a good finish. And that's where Auburn is right now. I think the schedule's manageable, and it's just simply a matter of of turning some of those tweener games that you have to win uh, before you can be taken seriously.
2: Before we let you go what what are your thoughts on the schedule the schedules for the for the teams around the conference I mean I, I was looking through the other day that some of the scheduling is a lot of great games uh, but the schedules are really uneven um, yeah
1: they're, they're completely uneven um, and you know if you're if if you uh, you want to get Vanderbilt uh, and after that you really don't have anything you that that's going to be and you want to avoid Georgia I mean <laughs> – so uh, it's as simple as that. But I'm trying to think of the game that Auburn lost. Uh, and you guys would have to help me. I can't remember it. But, uh, I mean, it, it's a little bit – it will be a little bit different than it has been. But I, I, I don't – I'm really interested in where the SEC goes on nine. I, I mean, after, media, after uh, Destin last year, I was convinced nine games was going to happen. I'm not convinced anymore because I don't think the coaches really want it uh, because, because the schedule is more difficult than it's ever been because you're not playing the predictable. I mean, I, I mean, I think Auburn will catch a break at some point because somebody has got to go uh, when, once we get into a, somewhat of a ro- rotation here, you know, Auburn, you know, Auburn in Georgia, uh, you know, Auburn uh, will play Georgia and Alabama, but uh, you know, maybe you won't get LSU. Maybe you won't get this team. And uh, you know, where do you make up for it? So I, I think it's going to be really exciting, but, we're, gonna, we're going to have a log jam, though, maybe uh, for that second team in the, in, in, for the SEC championship.
2: No question. And you may, have, you may have three teams in the playoff from the SEC. I
1: yeah. Mean, and I think that's the normal number. Um, and, but, but I, I, I want to – I mean, even though I, I've, I've had some Auburn friends say, why, why have you suddenly gone negative on Auburn? I haven't gone negative. I just uh, – uh, it, it's hard to wipe away the, uh, the bowl game it's hard to wipe away freezes comments afterwards but that's now moving in the, in the rearview mirror and I think the Alabama opportunity gives me reason to think that Auburn's in a great spot and and I think that's what uh, the coaches are going to focus on uh, I, I, I want to see more out of Hugh freeze though um, I just found I, I just found his his uh, some of his comments, some of his behavior to be a little peculiar at times. Like maybe, maybe he wasn't quite uh, expecting uh, the transformation from Liberty to Auburn to be uh, this difficult, but, but that's out of the way now. Uh, There's no more mystery. I mean, but, but, but he is, he is in a great spot Uh, to to be able to look across the sidelines during the Iron Bowl and not see Nick Saban is, is, is pretty spectacular for him.
2: He certainly did. Throw, you, you've said for a, for a while now that freeze would be at Auburn longer. The Satan was at Alabama. And um, you were certainly right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think he's I just think uh, Auburn ought to calm down a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, I think I think he just, you yeah, know, there are a lot of things he can say, a lot of things he can't say. I don't know all the details. Uh, on, on why all these changes were made, but uh, fans care about one thing, you know, who's on our roster and can we, what can, how many games are we going to win? Uh, all, all the other drama goes away very quickly.
2: Well, Paul, we appreciate you being with us.
1: My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it.